0: Hey guys, welcome back to The Last Zebra. I'm your host, Ugo Ezema, and today I have my lovely guest, Mariah Thompson. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for joining the show. You're welcome. <laughs> How are you? Nervous. Don't be. Why are you nervous?
1: Oh no, I don't know what's coming.
0: First podcast? Yes. That's surprising, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: I actually have been thinking about this a lot About myself Recently I was just journaling
0: First time journaling?
1: No I journal But oh oh well It's been a while
0: Okay okay okay
1: To describe myself I am A daughter I'm a wife Mm. I'm a mother Mm. I am A poet Oh I am an African dancer. I was literally just listing the things I am.
0: So this is... Sorry. <laughs> right. Was that in preparation for this?
1: I, no, it was just... Journaling? Yeah, I just oh, was trying okay. to take some time to like think about it. Okay. Go all ahead. right. So I'm a garden lover. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I own the term gardener because... I don't know, but and I it, love to it, be in the garden.
0: It implies some kind of professionalism that you're not willing to Or accept.
1: like, you know regularity
0: <laughs> consistency <laughs> yes okay that's fair
1: I don't always have the luxury let me think um, lactation consultant mm. nurturer to use one of the words you used the other day
0: I was thinking about you when I said that when I thought Where about are you? that mm?
1: that's that's nice I think um, and I'm a runner
0: y'all do run
1: I, I like to run I do
0: wow and you're from here you're from New Orleans yes Born and raised? Yes. Wow. And you are a registered nurse. Yes. How long have you been a nurse for? Since 2011. 2011. Wow. Over a decade. Almost two decades. No, more than, am I saying that right? Yeah, just over Just over a decade. Yeah. Yeah. How's that been?
1: All over the place. So, when I first graduated, I then married my husband, Kevin.
0: Shout out to Kevin. Woo-woo. And
1: uh, because he's an active duty Marine, that meant we moved to Japan within months of my graduating. Mm. And here's me like, let me see how many positions, which one I want to take overseas. I'll just pull up the little available jobs. And there was literally zero. And I was like, I must have the wrong web page. Like it's it's old. It's Okinawa. Right. Or something. No, there were zero job postings
0: for for an hour for for an
1: RN in Okinawa at the time, Mm. and I called like, I I was thinking like, let me, I need to call some. How do you call Japan? And (laughs) so I was like, I guess I'll send an email, and I sent an email, and they were like, yes, that's right, we have no positions. I was like, what? I remember thinking. When I knew I was going to marry him, like as a nurse, okay, if I got to move everywhere, everybody needs a
0: nurse. Yeah, that's how I feel about nursing too. I feel like it, it translates everywhere.
1: It does. And there were nurses, but it's a naval hospital. And so it's primarily staffed by naval nurses. Officers, okay. And there's a limited amount of contract and government positions and it gets political. But basically you have to volunteer overseas to know someone. For when a job opens and then you slide in like that. Wow. So, the first, I mean, I really didn't work as an actual nurse in Okinawa. The first six months I volunteered here and there, we had Kai already. Mm-hmm. So, when we got there, um, it meant putting her in preschool so that I could volunteer, which gotcha. on a newlyweds young budget <laughs> was not very, it wasn't something we could really sustain. And then I was like, what am I, I'm like volunteering and paying for preschool on an island in Japan. Like, no, y'all, if you need a nurse, holla at your girl. I'm going to go find some beaches or something. So I pulled Kayata, preschool, and we just hung out.
0: Oh, wow. So how long did you volunteer for?
1: Six months. Hmm,
0: that's still a long time.
1: It was. It was good. I mean, I didn't work full-time hours by gotcha. any means. So I was like, if I'm volunteering. How we'll long do-
0: were you guys in ok- Okinawa?
1: Two and a half years.
0: Wow. So then
1: um, after I had Corey, our second daughter.
0: Was Corey born in Japan? Yeah. I did not know that.
1: Yeah, she was born there, which was which is cool because I mean, you know, for obvious reasons. But like her birth certificate, you know, birth certificates here are like they get so raggedy looking. I mean, (laughs) it's just a piece of paper. You would think it would be like, I don't know, more fest. Hers has like this seal. It's like iridescent and like a whole. But you had to like it was a whole thing to get her birth certificate anyway.
0: That's awesome.
1: So when I was pregnant with her. One of the um, Naval, uh, I guess the director of nursing at mm-hmm. the Naval Hospital mm-hmm. recognized that there was lots of spouses who were nurses who were trying to get in. And they did this program where they were like, oh, we're going to um, create positions that aren't really clinical, but that put you in that space so that you get to know people without having to volunteer. So I was like, a, I, don't, I don't even know what you're really like, a like a secretary nurse to the nurse on a maternal child infant floor, Mm. which is interesting because I kind of ended up back there. But um, it was cool because I got to know my midwife who would have delivered KJ if he held on later on, years later. So, yeah. So the beginning of my nursing career was not, it was like a little rocky. And then from there, I've done like lots of just different random things, whatever worked for the family.
0: Wow. And so what was was the longest stint as a nurse that you... Like
1: doing the same thing. yeah. Um, Probably. So now, well, the longest I did anything was college health. I worked at UGA at the health center. And that wasn't really something I wanted to do, but it worked out. And um, yeah, I I did that probably the longest. Now competing with what I'm doing now for the longest, which although I just technically changed roles, I'm at the same place.
0: And what do you do now?
1: I'm a lactation consultant.
0: You see see how she just lit up? I did. Passion?
1: Oh, yeah. What I wrote when I was journaling and I was writing all these things that I am, next to lactation consultant, I put, next to each thing I put what I feel, like as that part Mm. of me, and I put purpose.
0: Wow. And
1: I do feel purpose when I do
0: that. How long have you wanted to be a lactation consultant?
1: I think in the front of my brain since like two thousand and fourteen, fifteen ish.
0: So about four years after you became a nurse, mm-hmm. why lactation consultant? Why why teaching mothers how to nurse? At least that's the way I think of a lactation consultant. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's reductive, but no, wh- no, no. Why I that? mean.
1: I think it kind of ties into some of my other parts of myself as a nurturer mm. and as a nurse. Like what I what I like about being a nurse and a nurturer is seeing what a person needs or anticipating needs and then being able to kind of meet them where they are and kind of help them to get to where they need to be. And having personal experiences with breastfeeding and just knowing, I mean, there's so much to it. And there's so much around it mm-hmm. and there's so much pressure that we put on ourselves. I mean, it's just, there's just so much to it. And it could, you go into it. I mean, with each pregnancy, I went into breastfeeding feeling more prepared or I thought it was going to be one way mm-hmm. and it was different every time. And it can mm. be different every time, no matter how much you know or how prepared you are. Right. I don't know I, that that really resonated with me. And I felt like, like the help that with kj so with my third child that was the hardest experience and i was so hard on myself i had already had this like passion for breastfeeding i'd already taken some classes and i was like what is the deal (laughs) and so i was putting all this pressure on myself and uh this lactation consultant that i saw was so helpful it it was such a uh peaceful space for me and kj cried i've told he just cried. He was just a sad, <laughs> sad, <laughs> grumpy baby. Aww. And she gave me this space where I felt like what I was trying to do was right. What I wasn't quite doing right was right. She was like calm. And I was like, that's what I want to be for people, you know?
0: Yeah. That that sense of, because you feel like something is off between you and baby. I imagine when that when something like that is going on and that person kind of amends that sense of not belonging with your child. Yeah. Is that what it is?
1: I think so. And um, like I said, you go into it with all these expectations. So you, you go into like pregnancy, you have, you know, however many months, like I'm not going to say everyone knows they have the full 10 months, but you have so many months to prepare what you think it's going to be like.
0: Right. Right. Right.
1: No matter how you feel open you still are setting expectations and so if by any means you don't meet your expectation it can just be such a loss mm. even if you have a totally healthy baby you have plans for a water birth you end up with a c-section that's such a loss and you're exhausted and now you're post operative and now you gotta like feed this baby and you're up on there's so many things that you stack on right after this event and so i guess i like the idea of just being some like a calming, reassuring presence. And maybe I can just show you one thing that kind of makes things easier. Mm. You know, I'm not trying to change what you're doing. And I just try to reassure too, like... You're okay. Yeah, it's all right. It might not look like what you wanted, but it's, it's still okay.
0: That's pretty cool. That's pretty so. cool. Let's go back. How did you How did you become a nurse? Well, we know how you become a nurse, but why did you become a nurse? Why? How did you go from... You know, let's say you were 12, 13, 14, you say, you know what? That's what I want. That's what I want to do. I want to be a nurse. Um, how did that happen?
1: How- I love this story. I thought I wanted to be a doctor. Oh. Oh yeah.
0: You'd have, you'd have made a fine doctor, by the way.
1: I don't think so. <laughs> I'm a peep. I gotta I gotta I gotta be in the mix. I don't the role so okay, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. I also thought I wanted to be a pediatrician. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my grandmother had open heart surgery and we went to the hospital to visit her. And it's crazy because I like in my nursing career, I worked on a cardiac floor. Okay. So I came back around to that and I like, it was interesting because I was thinking back to what I saw as a child. I, I, I can't remember what it was, but I remember my grandmother was one of those people who was, she was going to be a compliant patient. She was going to do whatever the doctor, she wanted to please the doctor. Mm -hmm. I'm a good patient, you know. So she's sitting there in her bed. She was 80, by the way, when she had it. Wow. Yeah. Which, again, like now medically, I'm like. Wow. But she lived another 10 years, so it was a good, she was a good candidate. Anyway, um, when we were there, the doctor came in to check on her. And so she's like, okay, she's sitting up with her little heart pillow. And the doctor's like, how you doing? And she's like, I'm doing very well. I'm not having a lot of pain. You know, she's just like ready to present and he's not made any eye contact. This is not, this is not a shot to all doctors by any means. Fair, fair. But no eye contact. He like wrote a little something on the paper. He was like, all right. What I think he was doing was taking out like one of her drains, which I know is something that we generally do Mm post-operatively depending on the day. And he's like, all right, I need to do such and such. We kind of move to the sides He didn't really wait till we all moved to the sides. He kind of just pulled the drain. She was obviously surprised, like kind of, you know. Taken aback. Yeah. And I I remember this from my, I don't know, 12 or whatever year old self I was. But I'm kind of like putting the pieces together now with my, anyway. I just, and then he was like gone. And this little short white new orleans nurse came in. I got your baby. Did you know whatever whatever he did something and she was still kind of like getting it together and I was like, "Oh, that's what I want to be." I don't want to be what that was, just whatever that was. Truly. Yeah. And I and um I I I don't know if I put much more thought into like contemplating. It was just like, "No, that's that, that's that one." Yeah, that's what I need to that's what I want to do. Wow, And the more I was like around, I guess I saw the roles slightly different, like at the bedside, Mm -hmm. you know, which kind of fits in with me as a person as well. So.
0: And you said you did not want to be a doctor. Was that was that experience the reason you didn't want to be a doctor? And then specifically you mentioned pediatrician. Why now you're looking back and you're like, ah,
1: (laughs) oh, man, it's not it's not funny. It really isn't funny. So um, not a doctor. I think part of it too was the school. I was like, "Yeah, I, I don't I don't know that I wanted that bad to be doing all of those years <laughs> of school. I just don't think." And like when I look at the roles and the sky, I just was like, "No, this, that's I think that's what I want to do," but I don't think I had a specific like specialty at the time. Right, right, right. Other than pediatrics as a doctor, I knew I liked kids, and I think that speaks to me as a mother, okay, nurturer. All right. Um, in nursing school, when we did our pediatric rounds. We went to a unit where there was a young girl who was just like chronically there. I had already had Kaya and I couldn't. De- they were like, oh, the parents are young. She gets her pickline line infected a lot. I, it was just like, oh, I, I like I know I could be here providing something for this child. But at the end of the day, the child goes back to those parents like I think it breaks my heart. It almost makes me like physically ill. Like it makes me feel mm. a little nauseous it, to see a child in a situation that I can change for in this small setting, but not for like the whole. I couldn't handle it. I was like, oh no, I can't I can't do that. Wow. I,
0: That's a, I, I can see how that could be transformative, especially for someone that, you know, you, you you take pride in being able to be to have meaningful influence or have, have a meaningful impact on someone's life. That's yeah. that's interesting. Wow. And you guys were here when when did y'all get back permanently to for, New Orleans? To New Orleans.
1: July twenty twenty one.
0: July twenty twenty one. Before that you guys you were in Georgia.
1: No, before that we were in North Carolina.
0: North Carolina, all of this, all of the traveling was because of Kevin's military posting and where he had to be.
1: Yes. I mean, he, you know, he did a good job of picking what he needed to for his career. So Mm -hmm. he was kind of finding what he needed to do. So he was being strategic about his moving.
0: What's been your favorite place?
1: I think that Japan was my favorite place, but I was so young and like had only ever lived in New Orleans and Georgia and so homesick. I mean, I always wanted to come back home. Aww. I did. But it was such a cool place. Um, and I wish... I, I think we would visit there again. V- you haven't
0: been back since you left? Mm-mm. Aww. That was
1: 2014. Um, and it's kind of a cool little, you know... I don't know. Alternate re- reality yeah. almost. It's just a—it's a slower pace... You know the people are kind they like respect their everything everything i mean in the mornings i would be driving going wherever bringing court Kaya to school there's a um exercise that comes over the radio oh like at i don't know eight o'clock nine o'clock every morning Everyone's outside on their lawn doing the exercise. Like, it's like, and stretch to the left, and stretch to the right. Like, like they're all the, doing...
0: On public service area? Yes. Wow.
1: And everyone's doing it. The children are doing it in the yard. Mm-hmm. And after, they clean up trash. And then they go into work. That's I was hot. like, how, <laughs> why can't... I mean, they just do they just do it.
0: That sounds amazing. I'm sure that's... that's I've never been to Japan and it's definitely on my, on my list of places I want to go to. See, it was never on my list.
1: <laughs> it was never on my list. Kevin called me like, hey, um, I'm about to choose our place. So California, I was like, there's earthquakes in California. I don't, I don't want
0: to go But back. Japan has earthquakes, too.
1: Oh, well, I didn't re- that wasn't on the list, Ugo. <laughs> he was like, yeah, let's try for California. Cool. He called me back. I'm like studying. I'm doing a nursing studying exam. And he's like, um. <clears throat> Well, he actually told me he wasn't sure I was going to go with him. He was oh. like, it's not California, um, but it's Japan. I was like, that's not even like on a bucket list. Like if like if we had all the money in the <laughs> world, I wouldn't want to go there. Wow. I know. I just never. But I I was from New Orleans. I was moved to Georgia against my will. I was young and.
0: Yeah. And y'all, did y'all move? Was this move the the one that was. Precipitated by Katrina to move to Georgia? Yes. Mm.
1: And I had a lot. I mean, I still have a lot of... That's that's all just so hard. The, the Katrina...
0: Adjustment. And, yeah. Wow. Wow. And now that you are kind of... Do you feel like you've kind of found your groove in your purpose? Are you still grinding that like still figuring out pieces of it
1: oh yeah i'm still figuring out p- for sure i'm still figuring out pieces of it for sure
0: what what's been the because you know you know when, before you actually start doing something you feel like you have a good understanding of what it is like i'm, oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm a natural at this oh, yeah. things don't come what's been the hardest thing about being a lactation consultant now that you didn't anticipate
1: Hmm. well there's just so much to it because it's not just a mom and her anatomy it's a mom and her anatomy and like her history and current diagnosis past diagnosis medications then there's the whole baby as well and not even just The baby's anatomy or like oral anatomy, Mm -hmm. but like birth trauma and like baby organization, you know, initially when they're first born. And then there's the whole like, um, I got my answer. It's the um, community, The Community? the, the people who surround the mom and the baby. That's the hardest part. How so? Uh-uh, you can't be having on that titty. Mm-mm, Cause I'm not keeping old no titty baby. And I'm like.
0: Wait, what?
1: <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> the titty is very nutritious for the baby. You know, like.
0: Wait, so people are not encouraging oh, or yeah. they're discouraging oh,
1: yeah. breastfeeding? I'm I'm we're going about and somebody walks in, like a sister or a cousin. Ugh. No way. Oh, yes. Or even like the mom. Yeah, I wanna try. And I'm because I'm so passionate, I'm like showing her everything and this is how you hand express and you show them and they're like, ugh, never mind. And you're like, oh. you're done with breast, Like,
0: How often does that happen?
1: Uh, any part of that situation on a every day, multiple times a day. Rip. No way. Oh yeah. That has to do with our patient population. And that's why I'm still way in the beginning of like my craft. So. In my dream I gotta get to the clinics I gotta get to the prenatal
0: I was just about to ask you about that because it, when we and I didn't mean to interrupt you no when we had bijou because we, we had breastfeeding issues with bijou I know my, my my daughter um the first time we ever met a lactation consultant was after the fact Mm -hmm. Right after we had the baby. And now hearing you talk, seeing how, well, I don't know how common it is that mothers have issues with breastfeeding. But I also wasn't aware that there were social factors that deterred breastfeeding that is that rampant. Yeah. Um, In terms of preventative care my 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 question was going to be is is there an aspect of that that is ingrained into lactation consultant and if you can get that like essentially once someone is pregnant once a woman is pregnant do they can that just be arranged from the front like hey just start like start talk? education yeah
1: i think it should be
0: it's not right now
1: i don't think i think it depends on where you are so i'm trying to like network and go shake hands with as many like what we have is a lot of like Um, doula and support groups kind of in the the city and I'm like trying to find them and go and say hi I'm really excited to be in this space you know and see what they do but there's a couple of them out there that are doulas and breastfeeding like specialists which is um, you know lactation support not necessarily a board certified consultant Mm. but especially if they've been in the community can be a huge resource and some of them do offer those kind of like prenatal education classes. Where I work, there's a recorded video that you can access at any point. We were doing classes prior to um, COVID, mm. but we were also, I feel like I'm not supposed to say these things, but we were more, we had more staff prior to COVID. And so we had the capabilities to do that. Um, so I think it depends on who you are and where like who you see which providers you see and Mm -hmm. how educated you are and how motivated to like go get it you are it's not as inclusive as it should be Mm. you know what i'm saying like it, it should apparently there's a process where when you go to a certain appointment like a certain number of weeks you get like information about it like a paper gotcha but how many papers do you get i know you know what i'm saying and so like if you're looking for it It's being given to you, but like if you're not looking for it, if you're you weren't raised around people breastfeeding, if you all the things,
0: then forgive my ignorance. What's the difference between a lactation consultant, a doula, and a midwife? I mean, I I know what a midwife is, but still, I feel maybe I'm conflating a lot of those. Yeah, I'm putting them all together.
1: So a doula is basically can be a birthing or postpartum like support person. Gotcha. That person is not technically medically trained uh, or it's not like a medical licensure or I shouldn't say professional. There are courses, there's coursework to be a doula, Mm -hmm. but there's not like a, a place for it in a hospital setting or in a clinical setting. Gotcha,
0: gotcha, gotcha. So
1: generally, you go find this person, and that person will accompany you to the hospital with your midwife, or you can have a doula and a midwife who come to the house. Who I didn't realize we had that here in New Orleans as much as we do, but we do have that here in New Orleans as well. So it's a, a birthing slash postpartum partner that's supposed to be focused on whatever your goals are in you know birthing or postpartum, like. Helping you meet those goals and just kind of supporting you in a physical way, like back rubbing or oh. providing music, setting the tone, like, you know, feeling oh. people coming in, all of that. Just a, like a t- for you support person who's supposed to be like um, trained with those different types of techniques and stuff. So that's a dou- doula. Mm-hmm. What else did you say? Midwife. Oh, the midwife. That is a medically trained nurse. It's a, 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 like a certified nurse specialist. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that person is, does have a license, like a, a medical license.
0: And what do they do differently? It's essentially the same thing except medically trained?
1: Yeah. Far as I know. And I think there are many more limitations on what a doula.
0: Can and cannot do.
1: Yeah, can technically do. Um, And I think a lot of midwives, I think there are midwives who deliver in home. Mm-hmm. But that is a really, I think your insurance and stuff, like that's a bubble. I'm not very familiar with that bubble, but I know that there are some who will do that at home. But like we have midwives at our hospital as well. Gotcha. And um, the difference is by trade, they're a nurse and then they are like specialized.
0: Gotcha. How does one become a lactation consultant?
1: You have to do a thousand hours working with breastfeeding moms. Okay. Okay. Like, hands-on. 90 clinical hours, of course, work. Um, and there are, like, you know, different websites that are accredited through the board. Um, and,
0: and... Is it, it nurse-specific or anyone no. can be a lactation Mm-mm. consultant?
1: Yeah, anyone can be a lactation consultant. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I think it helps if you're a nurse. But it we have a lot of, like, speech therapists mm. um, or um, nutrition, you know, dietitians who are lactation consultants. A lot of pediatricians who are lactation consultants which is really helpful um, because there's a lot of things to lactation that I heard somewhere oh um there's a there's a doctor I can't think of his name Dr Gahiri. I think that's his name he was talking about how as a pediatrician there are like you know required um, clinical areas that you go to mm-hmm. and like lactation is like voluntary and you might get like six hours or something like that mm-hmm. but if you think about how important breastfeeding is, and there can be things on the infant side, like tongue tie, for example, yeah. that can play a huge role in breastfeeding. Anyway, I'm getting on my horse, but it could be, you know, it could be like helpful. Stay in your I, horse. Stay I know in your <laughs> horse. I, it could be helpful if more pediatricians were more aware of, or even if they just did like a specialist. So you can you have um, a breastfeeding specialist, which. Mm-hmm. I think I earned that title by finishing the 90-hour package. Like, you can buy a bundle of 90, hour, 90 clinical hours, mm-hmm. which took me, like, a year to do. And I think some people could do less time, but I, it took me a, the full year. And um, I think you can become a breastfeeding specialist. There's also a program called a Lactation Counselor where you do, like, an intense couple of in-person days, I think. I didn't go that route, so I'm not... Super familiar. Um, And then there's the board certified lactation consultant where you take the exam, the international exam. Mm -hmm. So you just need the hours.
0: And to take the exam. Yeah. Is it a centralized board? So in order to call yourself a lactation consultant, you should be board certified or you have to be board certified.
1: Otherwise, you're a specialist or a counselor,
0: not Ah, a consultant. Gotcha. 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 Yeah is what do you want to do with this? Uh, big picture, small picture?
1: So I, I've set a goal. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I came in like, got this, like mm-hmm. I get babies to breastfeed all the time. And then you come into a situation like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> not sure what's going to happen here. But I want to give myself two years at the hospital mm-hmm. of experience. And then I got to, um, I can stay there part time, but I got to get into the community. I got to get out there because <clears throat> I'm limited by what the hospital can allow that I do in terms of who I can see and when I can see them. I could only work so many hours, mm-hmm. but um, so then I just have to go home at some point during the day. Right. But ideally, I work with families, not at a place with certain hours. So if I take you as my client, then you have you know access to me. First, you know, so many hours or, or whatever. We talk before you deliver. We talk afterwards, and um, outside of the hospital setting, where in the hospital, you've got the lab techs, the nurse techs, the residents, the actual doctors, the um, nurse in and out. Like there's so much. They're taking vital signs. They're drawing labs. The baby's crying. People are visiting. You can only you can only really absorb so much in that short period of time when you are the most tired and the most, you know, closest to this event that could have been traumatic, that could have been totally different from what you imagined. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then and I come in between certain hours and when I'm there and I just remember it. And it's funny being on the other side of it. Like, I remember them coming, and they make the slightest adjustment. Oh, you got to roll that lip out. Oh, now it's not pinching. Perfect. And they go home, and it's 2 o'clock in the morning, like, what was that thing that she did? Like, I can't remember, you know. So ideally, outside, oh, and then they go home, and then they call back, like, three days later, like, what was that thing that you said? And I'm trying to describe it over the phone, like, oh, I don't know, did you look at the upper lip? And she's like, I can't see, because the position, and... I'm limited. I can't I want you to come back, but I have 20 patients today, so mm-hmm. I can't see you today, but that's that's a whole day where you, you know maybe you're having pain or right. you're unsure of your baby's eating enough, and that's as an educated person knowing that the baby's getting enough, that was my biggest thing, even with my third. so i I'm rambling. Um, I want to get into the community. I want to have patients that I take who have more access to me on a longer term, because right. you need that going through the, fa- the first 48, 48 hours. But I also, I want to be um, a massage therapist. Huh? I know, right? Because,
0: wouldn't it, it be tight? In conjunction? Yes. Okay. So I want
1: to be like, I want to know, I want to study like muscles and stuff. Okay. So if you come to me, I don't know my baby like I don't my nipples are really I just need <laughs> time, you know that's yeah. what it's like I mean you saw right You're okay right. and we get the baby nursing and you have like a little neck a little something massage like you leave in peace that's what I want to mm. that's,
0: what that's I wanna very do. nice yes what, what's your typical day-to-day right now like what's your standard you wake up in the morning you go, you know, you do your mom stuff in the morning, you go to work and you come back, do your mom stuff in the evening, Mom, wife stuff in the evening. What's your typical day like as a, as a lactation a, consultant?
1: It's a lot. Uh, wake up. Peel KJ off of me. <laughs> Make cheesy grits for him and Corey. Sometimes throw a bagel in the oven for Kev. Some raisin bread for me. Uh, encourage Kaya to eat anything and we let's go, let's go, let's go. Get Everybody gets dressed. We get in the car. I drop the big girls off at um, their school. school. I come to work. We, um, we basically have to give report to ourselves because no one's there overnight. So we go in, we look at the patients. Okay, who's where? Any new NICU babies? Um, you know, anybody delivered overnight? And then what have they been doing overnight? Mm-hmm. So, Are they breastfeeding? Are they mostly formula feeding? Have we seen them? Have we not seen them? Go through, um, see how many times the infant had wet and dirty diapers, look Mm. at their bilirubin levels, just see where they're at, like get a clinical picture, organize the day. If it's me and another consultant, split the patient load, do some administrative stuff. We have a warm line. So anybody can call and ask questions if you have our
0: phone number. So um, check. Anybody that... that uh, even if you hadn't seen them before, so it's like a like a hotline for, for yeah. Them? I guess okay. technically you okay. could.
1: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then go out on the floor, start circulating, go talk to people, see where they're at, and give them your phone number. And then as the day goes on, people are calling. Hey, I think it's Latch. Can you come check it out? Go back and forth. Go to the office, try to chart during quiet hours. Go back out, and then just depending on how many people you got, you're there till. Five, six, seven, maybe. Wow. Just depends. Right. And then um, call Kev and tell him dinner's in the fridge. Don't you have to order anything? <laughs> <laughs> if he's home, if he's out of town, I'm organizing who's picking up and dropping off and all of that stuff.
0: Go home and. Wash, rinse, repeat. Hmm? Go home, lay down, wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> how How has, you know, one, well, two ways. How's being a mother, right? Because you became a mother long before you became a lactation consultant. Mm -hmm. How does being a mother um, influence how you treat your patients? And do you think it would be different if you weren't? And how how has being a lactation consultant in the short time you've been doing it now? It's been a few months. Mm -hmm. um, Have you noticed... It's had some influence on you as a mother. Two-part question. I
1: know, right? Um, I think as a mom, because that's kind of where I got my my first inspiration, I can relate with the patients. I just remember that feeling, you know, um, in some ways. And so that's what I try to share with my patients. I never want to come off like I know it all um, or that I know exactly what you're going through. But I'm I'm open to share what I went through, you know, and just find ways to make them comfortable with me. I want to earn their trust. So I think. I think in a lot of ways, sharing my experiences can sometimes open the door for them to be like, oh, I see, you know, or. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, I'm like, yeah, we all think that. Like, you know. Um, and conversely. Um,
0: and to be fair, your kids are a little older, mm-hmm. right? So, but, well, except KJ, your youngest. Mm-hmm. How, I'm, I'm wondering if seeing... Seeing different mothers in that state, which I imagine is probably a vulnerable state, um, how that has impacted you as a mother yourself uh, and how that applies on how you how you you see your children. Or I'm just curious if that that exposure to motherhood in, in that sense has had some sort of impact on you as as you as you are a mother yourself.
1: I guess in some ways it makes me grateful for the experiences that I did have because Mm. I see a lot of people or I even talk to people who we may have even seen them in the hospital. Um, And when we do a follow-up phone call, which we'll often do, they'll say, oh, I just, I couldn't figure it out. I just, you know, I let it go. I really wanted to, but I just, I'm just not going to do it. Mm. Which if that's true, if they're truly okay with that, I'm truly okay with that. But if that's something that, I mean, I meet so many people who are like, I really wish I breastfed. I mean, their babies could be like out of the house. People are like, I just didn't know. Nobody told me. I didn't know, you know. Um, So I guess in that sense, I think about it like I'm pretty fortunate. And it was my community. It was my mom. I I didn't with um, Kaya, I didn't have a lactation consultant. With Corey, I didn't have a lactation consultant. With Kaya, I mean, with KJ, I did. But um, I feel fortunate because I wanted to and I was able to for as long as I wanted to, Mm -hmm. you know. So I guess um, in that sense, when I, you know, being around moms and seeing um, the, the influences, their factors, and how things kind of go and change, I guess I'm just grateful for my experiences. Even though they were hard and different, I'm, it makes me more grateful, I think.
0: You mentioned that there are quite often on your day, on any given day, you, there are people that just don't want to breastfeed. Oh yeah, and in that small window that you have to educate, and that opportunity to educate, do you have a? And sure, everybody's different in in how they take and receive information, but do you have a certain way about trying to educate mothers? And have you been successful in getting a mother that was, you know, previously like, nah, I'm not doing it, to be like, yeah, you know, having, I'm so glad I spoke to you. Having, you know, everything you now know, Yeah, I want to breastfeed.
1: Honestly, no, I don't think so because. Wow. Because, because of all the things. I don't want to be another person telling you what you should do in that situation. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and you don't, they don't know me. I have had moms who had doubts or who were like, I don't know. I don't think this is working, but they wanted to. And so I say, just, just trust me. I, I, it was nice because, so sometimes I work like four days in a row, which, um, sometimes gets old, but it's also sometimes nice cause you catch like a fresh C-section. So I catch them on day zero and mm-hmm. then discharge them on day four. Right. So yeah, I yeah. see them literally every day. Yeah. And, um, I saw this one girl who. Did she have surgery? She had something. Oh, she had a um, pituitary adenoma, which which meant that she had prolactinemia, mm-hmm. which meant that she should have like this abundant supply of blood. Right. Right. Okay, but she had been taking a medicine prior to pregnancy that would kind of like turn that off, or I may mean, have the opposite effect. Right. And um. She had a C-section, which is something that sometimes delays the onset of milk for various reasons. Like the baby is not born and placed on your chest immediately. And they talk about the first hour nursing is very important for the baby. And the medicines make the baby more sleepy. And the baby usually has um, more fluid volume and they seem to lose more weight. But it's probably because the mom was on all of these fluids for so many hours. So then they start to lose weight. So then moms get worried and they start to get formula because they're so there's all of these things. Right and um her spouse was so entertaining anyway he was very supportive but (laughs) she was like I just don't see anything and so I'm like yes that's normal some moms the colostrum comes out very few and I always say something like not me that I was never fortunate you know because I wasn't right um and I say it could be anywhere from day two to day five wow depending on what you got going on um She'd happen to have like preeclampsia as well, which is another thing that will onset milk. delayed onset. Yes. And I tell them all of these things because I want to set their expectation. Like I'm I'm meeting you where you're at. Like, no, you may not be just having milk everywhere. And that's normal. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you what you should do. Let the baby go to the breast and talk to them about those things and try to, because there's so much to it, try not to overwhelm them, but kind of keep it simple on a day by day. Like the first day look, you're tired and baby's tired as much as you want let the baby go to the breast don't let it hurt call me if it's pinching mm-hmm. but this is an orientation day this is a transitional day and this this is what gets your hormones started you know all of that stuff and then the next day we're there she's like i mean i'm just still not seeing anything and i'm like girl let me tell you it's coming bring the baby to the breast and right. we get the baby on the breast and i, don't, I think her baby was fussy too And so we just had to, it was just like a lot of things and I kept reassuring her. I said, what day are we at? And she's like, day one. Okay. So are we late? No. Okay. Day four, she's getting discharged. I walked in and she was like, my milk is in. (laughs) And she was like, I want to hug you. She gave me a hug. And so, you know, I think it could be one of those things where like, she could have easily been like, this isn't working.
0: Right. You know what I'm saying?
1: And I'm not saying it was me particularly, but like. That felt good. Yeah, it felt good. I, one of the nurses walked in. She said, oh, are you discharging her? I said, yes. And she said, well, I know you're long-winded. I'll come back. So I look. She's, <laughs> we have a playful interaction, right? Yeah. She was my preceptor as a nurse. I turned to the patient. I said, she say long-winded. I say, um, informational. <laughs> what you say? She turned to the nurse. She said, I'm not going to lie. She's been my girl these last four days. Aww. I was like, that's right. <laughs> so anyway, it's not about persuading somebody if you have interests, I'm happy to talk about it. Right. And there's been times like that where people are like, I want to, but I just don't know. And I'm able to kind of coach them and give them the reassurance without pushing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, But I don't want to be someone else telling you what to do. That's not my job.
0: That's a refreshing take from a, from a provider for sure. How how do you navigate that though? So how how do you... When you walk in, right, and you're trying to, and you, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to figure out where you stand, yeah. right? Yeah. And if you stand on the, nah, I'm not doing that part, how mm-hmm. do you, like, navigate away from that? Do You just say, all right, cool, all right. I'll I
1: basically, yeah, basically, I say, <laughs> well, congratulations. <laughs> if you have questions, I say, you know, some, depending on what's going on, like, right, if it's right, a lot right. going on, well, congratulations. If you have any questions, call me. Done. Easy. Because there's a hundred million other patients who can talk to me for 12, 12 hours. I'm not, I don't need to sit here and try to persuade you. But you'll have the people who are like, well, I mean, I want it to formula feed, but like, that's the ones who want, they want, like, mm. they're open. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, then yeah. I will talk. Is it bringing a baby to the breast? Are you uncomfortable with a baby at the breast? You're not the only one. That makes sense. That's kind of weird. Right. And then when they're like, oh, well, then like, what could I do? Oh, well, you can pump or, you know, what, like, and then we talk to them and someone will like, okay, well, I'll do that. Like, you know, so if there's a window, if there's someone who shows me that, like, well, maybe I have a question and I'll answer it, you know, and I'm like, and you don't have to make up your mind in front of me. Right, My number's right. right there on the board. Call me. Be happy to see you.
0: What's been, you, you mentioned the story you just told, but what what's, what's been your proudest moment as a lactation consultant? What's been the... You probably already know what it is off the top of your head, but I what's don't. been? You don't. What's been? What's been your, your proudest moment? Where you're like, man, I am really, really happy that I'm here today with this patient.
1: I don't know, Ugo. There's several of those. That's fine. Like I, I mean,
0: anyone. No pressure. America is watching. <laughs> <laughs> By America, I mean. <laughs> Our friends and family <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know I really It doesn't stand out That's Because fair. Because people On a Like Looking for, from the outside Looking in And I come in And they're like, I think this latch is good. And I say, oh, it's slightly shallow. I'm going to do this and pull them in. They're like, that feels so much better. Thank you so much. That gives me just as much delight as the girl saying, like, she been my girl. You know, that kind of thing. Because, I mean, for all the reasons, like, so, I mean, it's the little things for me. It really is. I love that. I I get, I mean, I just enjoy, I enjoy the interaction. I even enjoy, like, you know, when people are like, ugh. And <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty relaxed with the patients when I can tell it's appropriate, mm-hmm. you know. And so I may say something like, "Well, it's not pee, or, you know." You know, I mean, I, <laughs> I just respond kind of like,
0: "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I said, yeah. "Well, you
1: don't have to drink it, or you know, whatever." Right, 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 I, I can. Right. And so then, I even enjoy those in interaction. I just I like the space.
0: It sounds like your personality really shines through in that kind of setting.
1: <laughs> My coworkers might say so, <laughs> but, but I. I and I think about that, I do I kinda of turn on there because mm. it I mean it makes me happy. I like I like the setting. I like that when I open the door, people are like, ooh, lactation, yes, come in. You know, like most people are looking for one way or another, even like, oh, I needed something, whatever, my milk is coming in, I don't want it. What like whatever it is, you're looking for me to help you and that's what I'm there for. So I I, I enjoy that.
0: I love that. So I think if there's anything that I've learned is that if it hurts that means you're not doing it right
1: that means something is something isn't working not you're not doing it right
0: i know i, I knew that would uh, trigger a response for me <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay good then i responded correctly so
0: if it if it hurts that means something is
1: like we need to just take a closer look mm-hmm. initial latch pain that's normal most people aren't used to somebody feeding off of them mm-hmm. so and you have like lots of hormones and nerves and everything going on so the initial latch on sometimes people are like whoa mm-hmm. and if it slowly subsides okay okay all right that's good and it's also about like the way the infant like latches on and kind of gets deep when it's a nice deep latch it will be a nice tug it shouldn't be a sharp pain and i remember people telling me that i'm like no i'm talking about it always hurts but it doesn't ha- <laughs> <laughs> that was just me and so that now i'm on the other side of it so, it could be tongue tie, it could be lip tie, it could be. Um, I mean, there's just lot. There's lots to it, but yeah, like an adjustment. The lips could be rolled in, or it's just like right on the tip, or positionally, like the baby's body is faced away from the nipple, and they're trying to like mm-hmm. you
0: know,
1: all those things.
0: For my daughter, we had to do speech therapy, right? Because she had, um, I guess, tight muscles.
1: It was buccal ties, right? Yeah, I'm, cheek? I'm, was it chick- yeah, yeah, cheek? Yeah, something
0: with her cheeks. So, and that so, is so rare. But we had to like massage her her cheek a bunch. Uh huh. Um, we like wear a glove and like you know, uh huh. And like open up her mouth a little bit and and like massage her mm-hmm. mouth. Uh, so that there, there's so many people in medicine that you don't really think about, right? And definitely lactation consult was one I never ever 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 thought about. Obviously. Sure. And the, and um, pediatric speech uh, yeah. therapy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but the, and we we had excellent. We had an excellent lactation consultant. We had an excellent pediatric uh, speech. I, I hope she's doing fine. She was really, really, really awesome. She did so well with Bijou. Good. And um and that and Benet, my wife would. She would swear by that experience. I mm-hmm. mean, she, it really was transformative. I, in in this, it was it was a a a point of distress for her. First child, she was worried about, you know, mm-hmm. and it was truly, it was very distressing. I know she, it was really distressing for her and to have that relief mm-hmm. in in pain and emotionally, that was truly um, something I'm forever thankful for. And so I, I think when I was thinking about, you know, getting you on here, a part of that was because I I, I know of that experience, experience and yeah. I was curious to see how much of that is replicated across, and especially from a from a father's perspective, from a dad perspective, from a mm-hmm. partner perspective, you don't really, you don't experience that. You only experience kind of the after effects mm-hmm. of when that doesn't go right, mm-hmm. or even when it goes right. It's you know, it's really really cool to to see to be a part of that as well. Yeah, so I'm really thankful, really really thankful. We should. I, I'm gonna message my speech pathologist. Yeah, I'm you le- should. I'm tell Vene to message her. You should I tell her that we're really thankful Um, So the future entails A community Some community work Yeah Is that a clinic Well if you're going to be doing massages it's going to be a clinic or something right Well Are you going home Are you doing home service I
1: think I would be in in homes Because that's the most convenient Yeah You know you think about like Okay you're telling the person um, Get here for a certain time Mm. (laughs) With a newborn So that means packing everything up, the car seat and everything, getting here. Bring the baby hungry. Like, so the baby's screaming in the car. I mean, and that's how, ideally how it works. so that the baby latches. But, um, I think you could skip the whole commute and packing up and that makes it a little bit better of an experience. So ideally I go into the home and I have my little bag of tools and things that I can bring with me and just meet people where they're at.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome.
1: And I don't, I don't need to have my own business necessarily I'm happy to go be a part of something else but that I just want to be more. that's the the space you want to be yeah yeah and and um and in the clinics like I said so being able to go in home but then also doing some education like prenatal education and whether they have to hire me individually and I just don't I feel like that's there's less access if I have to just be like word of mouth prenatal visits
0: would it be would it be beneficial to kind of uh acquaint yourself with like so pediatricians OB mm-hmm. gyne mm-hmm. and then just kind of get those contacts so that you can Nice. For sure.
1: Which that helps having been postpartum for the years before is getting to know like some of the residents that have been coming through. They start, you know, they get to know you as a nurse because you're always calling them. Mm-hmm. And um, we've had a couple who have like gone into private practice in my time. And so she's like, you're going to come be my lactation consultant? I'm like, but for real, though, <laughs> let me get some more skills. And yes, I would love to.
0: I have a this is a tricky question. So you wrote Purpose. Beside lactation consultant. If you couldn't be a lactation consultant and you couldn't be a nurse, what would you be?
1: Not a nurse either?
0: Yeah. I ask all my guests this. What?
1: Not what different type of nurse could I be? No.
0: You couldn't be a nurse. What outside of medicine would you be if you couldn't be a nurse and certainly not a lactation consultant? What talents or gifts? does your personality
1: otherwise bring? Afford you, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I could be a voiceover for like cartoons or something like that. I don't know. Some People always tell me I should have been entertaining somewhere because I can be animated at times. Or I could be a beautician. I can braid hair and stuff, although my carpal tunnel is pretty off the chain <laughs> these days, so maybe I couldn't be actually...
0: Well, Okay then. How about this? How about 5, five, six, seven? Because twelve, thirteen, fourteen-year-old Mariah wanted to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. Six, seven, eight-year-old Mariah, what does she want to be? I
1: want to braid hair. Because That's go. all I did.
0: <laughs> do you still do that now? Before your carpal tunnel, unfortunately,
1: up? yeah, I do. With,
0: I, mean, I still do with the do. kids.
1: Oh yeah, I yeah. I mean, I can't, and I don't. I don't mind it. It it was. It kind of got played out when my child came out with. <laughs> So much hair. All of the children with all the hair.
0: Yeah, they do have a lot of hair.
1: But, I, but I, um, I used to like doing different styles and stuff. I don't know that I could do that all day though.
0: Would you incorporate that into your
1: <laughs> lactation business?
0: You could do massage and hair.
1: <laughs> no. What?
0: What? Get you, a, get you an assistant that does the hair at least.
1: Hey, maybe I could be into like gardening or something outside. I get the most peace there in the you garden. Go. I could do something like if I had, like if I knew more now, I would learn about that.
0: So, because gardening itself is a nurturing um, endeavor.
1: Yeah, it is. But it's so it's easier than nurturing children. The plants don't talk. (laughs) Sure. They just.
0: And they don't run around. No. They don't break nothing. No. Actually, plants are perfect children.
1: They really are. They don't even complain when the weeds come get like all in the way.
0: They do die though. I mean, they
1: get a little shrivelly, but you know, (laughs) 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 they just sit there like. Please water us.
0: <laughs> How long have you been gardening?
1: I really only started when we bought that house with the big old yeah, yard. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was standing back there like, oh boy, it's about to happen.
0: Do you garden for like... Meals, so like, do you garden for your kitchen? Or, no, I'm
1: not, I can't be that consistent. Oh, but Mm. I I have some herbs that I like, and that makes me so happy. I you would think that I was bringing in like a whole harvest when I (laughs) clip rosemary, like, we're having (laughs) roast beef with rosemary.
0: (laughs) My rosemary,
1: my rosemary.
0: (laughs) Wait, so what what do you have in your garden? What all do you have in your garden?
1: I have plants with names. Um,
0: (laughs) I do, I hope so
1: personal names like oh yeah but
0: you name everything though to be fair
1: that's true that is very fair my first plant was trina oh, she's a tangerine tree she's currently suffering with some um moldy soot or something i'm treating her we okay. have a treatment plan oh i've taken her to the plant doctor and we have a treatment plan a plantologist. i have what you say a plantologist yes <laughs> slash my <laughs> my plant lady friend um I have a hibiscus, a Cajun hibiscus named Kelly. Do you talk I to have... your plants? Yeah.
0: Cause I have plants in my office that I talk to. Francis. Um I have four plants. Francis, okay. Bertha, Birdie, and um Bessie.
1: What kind of plants? <laughs> like green indoor plants kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Succulents, maybe? No
0: succulent. Because no. succulent is cactus, right? Cacti.
1: Uh yeah, but you know, all any of those like kind of juicy looking petals. Could be succulents. Mm. I'm gonna check it out before.
0: I'm not really great. No, not this office here. Not my office at work. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I have. Oh man, it's like a, it's a mini a jungle nursery? in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's beautiful though. It's Good. beautiful. Good. Um, I have like a. I don't know. One is a money tree. I think. Is oh what yeah. It is. Uh-huh. So it's really tall. Okay. Yeah, that's birdie. Um, Francis is. The others are a little bit smaller, and then one of them is really temperamental. Like if you don't, if you don't water her at the same uh-huh. time.
1: They could be like she, that.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I talk to them. Those are my little babies. Okay. Do you talk to your plants? Yeah. You know you have to.
1: I know. I was just telling Trina, I'm so sorry you got this little moldy stuff. I was spraying her with neem oil. We're going to get it together. This neem is going to get you back right if it stops raining, you know, today. But I'll come back tomorrow talk to her.
0: I'm going to have to come say hi to your plants. Yeah, <laughs> you will. Well, Mariah, <laughs> thank you so much. You're welcome. This was a blast okay we should we should have a follow up you know, okay, in about a year or so yes, to see how how much things have changed and how closer you are to your community service okay but you said you wanted to do two or three years yeah, then- I
1: said two years like i if I do too much longer, I think I'm gonna feel a little stifled where Why? I'm at. just because i'm 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 restricted to so ah. what, what I can do yeah, you know yeah, 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 i'm gonna yeah. be I'm gonna be. I don't want to get so um, deterred by, like, what I can and can't do as a result of, you know, just because it's the hospital. I mean, it's the hospital. They can't, right, you know, right. um, that I get so frustrated and lose my moyo. I want to I wanna keep the energy flowing. And-,
0: and so you want to practice to the fullest scope of what you at least, yeah. least intentioned.
1: Yes, exactly. From the very beginning. And I feel like if I stay at the hospital for so long, you, like, you, you got to... You got to get out so that you can learn those skills. So it's, it's just like, you know, any career you want to, you got to keep using the skills so you don't lose them. Yeah, yeah So yeah, I, yeah. I got to keep practicing with the older babies too, you know, not just the first 48 to however many hours. Like I want to see the other kids, you know, toddler things.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. I wish you all the best. Thanks. And thank you so much for joining the podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> all right. Thanks for having me. How was it? It wasn't bad. <laughs>